Hi and welcome to The Final Whistle. This episode is brought to you by Knowledge Partner Edith Cohen University and powered by PSB Academy. ECU's Sports Science Program is internationally recognised and PSB Academy is the only approved higher education institute partner. And dear listeners, if you or your loved ones have just completed your N or O levels and you are looking at furthering your studies, do take note that the PSB Academy Virtual Open House will be held on 27th of March. More details on that later in our episode. So Kabir, I heard the first episode of PSB and the Final Whistle series got some great insights and in, uh, into sports science and its involvement in local football. Uh, what do we have lined up today? Um, so as we all know, injuries are part and parcel of a sportsman's career. And we are now in a period of time where around the world, the football calendar is congested. And as a result, we've seen a big rise in, num- in the number of injuries. Today with our guests, we want to dive behind how clubs prevent this, what can be done to minimize the risk of injuries, and also take a look at what the role of a sports trainer is at clubs in the Singapore Premier League. Yes, and to help us with the expertise on today's topic, uh, we have uh, sports trainers from Lion City Sailors, Daniel Fariza and Mariam Shazana, Head of Sports Science at PSB Academy. Welcome to the show, guys. Mariam, let's start with you. Uh, what is your background like and what is your current role involved? Uh, my background is in the area of sport and exercise science. Uh, my current role is I'm the Program Coordinator for PSB Academy uh, in the area of sport and science, sports and exercise science. Uh, okay, and you you were once an athlete, right? Can you can you share about that with us? Sure. Um. So I I was a track and field athlete. Um. I started off doing a long jump when I was um at the age of ten. Um. And then I got really I really enjoyed doing long jump. I guess I must have been really good at it. Um. And I got into Singapore Sports School with my um, results. So when I got into sports school, I then started specializing triple jump. Um, at the age of 14, I broke the national record uh, at the age of 14. What, what um, was the national record? The, oh gosh, the national record then was, uh, my national record or then, okay. The, then my, and then yours. Oh God, I, my <laughs> record was probably 11.75 or 3. Mm. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, but my first, the first time I broke it, it was not nowhere close to 11 Wait, first time. point. First time, how many times do you break uh, the record? Well, I broke the record because I broke my own personal best. Ah, yeah. so your personal best was? My, the record. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, but I must say that it has since been broken. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm, known, I'm now no longer an athlete. Uh, I'm teaching sports science. Yeah. So when you were... An athlete, do you experience any bad injuries? I did actually. I was I had a uh, lower back pain because you know when you do a lot of jumps because triple jump consists of this uh, the hop, step, and jump. So you are landing on one leg, and you are carrying your body weight at uh, ten times your body weight. So um, if you do not have a very strong core, then of course it's going to affect you're going to your joints are going to start getting injured. Uh, your lower back is going to get a lot of heat. So I had a lower back injury. Uh, which I could still remember till today the experience I had when I had a lower back injury. Um, so I was out from competition for a while. Um, I had to go through the, the usual rehabilitation process. Um, uh, and sh- uh, but I, I was grateful because I was in Singapore Sports School. So I had a team of sports scientists to help me with my recovery. Was that, why, was that what inspired you to go into sports science? Uh, I also had a Russian coach who 
when uh, during training, they uh, he actually uh, provided some evident, evidence-based practices. So he did not just coach for the sake of coaching. He also explained to us why is it that you are doing certain things. And when I started doing my uh, diploma in sports science, I was able to merge the two together, my training and the things that I'm learning in school. So I could actually understand the rationale for why he uh, do certain training methods, uh, why is it that I'm supposed to do, uh, to eat certain things and yeah. Can I just ask, is that stereotype with Russian coaches, is it true? Is it is he, is he very strict? Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's, he's really strict. It's, it was like, a, it was a very military style coaching. Um, good and bad. You know, I think for some athletes who are stronger mentally, they are probably able to uh, cope with the, the training. Uh, athletes that are not so, I would say not strong mentally, but like, you know, they, everyone has different personality mm. so, so certain types of coaching would mean not necessarily suit certain athletes okay. yeah what about yourself daniel uh can you share more about uh, us uh, about you did you have uh, sorry not about us but about you do you also have russian coaches <laughs> russian girls maybe <laughs> no, 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 no. okay so basically uh i was previously playing uh sepak takraw professionally so i represented singapore in 2014 Asian Nation Game, 2015 Sea Games. Uh, yeah, that's about it lah. Asian Game and Sea Games. So, I did get a slip disc in 2015 Sea mm-hmm. Games. So, I was injured very badly. I can't even tiptoe on my... <laughs> because my nerve is damaged or something like that. So, I <laughs> decided to uh, learn more about recovery. Because mm-hmm. Singaporeans, I mean, in Singapore... People are taught to exercise, but not recover, you see. Mm-hmm. So, I learned how to uh, recover well. <laughs> so, I mean, I continue my study in diploma in sports science, fitness training. How do you prepare yourself academically to be where you are, where, where you are right now? Yeah, so basically, I, uh, like I said, I was previously from ECU. Yeah, I mean, uh, local campus is with uh, ISA. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's a, I mean, I thank them for letting me learn more about, in depth about all the sports science things. But because my sister is also taking the same course as me at uh, PSB, you see? So, I think he, she's from Edinburgh, I think. She, Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah, so, she's doing very well there is because maybe their setup is more professional. I mean, professional in terms of they have a proper theater, a proper lecture room, a better environment. Because okay, nothing against I say, nothing against I say, or nothing like nothing against. It's just that uh, the place that they for they make uh, the place that they let the uh, the students who study is like is a is a shop. You see, so they just put uh, tables and chairs, and uh, it's not a proper classroom environment. Yeah, so people tend to see from outside. You see, people, I mean, public see from suddenly just, we, I mean, got one lecture from Australia came before and suddenly got one auntie came and asked, uh, where's the uh, supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PSB also have their own dedicated science lab, you see. Yeah, so like uh, for us in, I say, like, like my sister, she's, she's just based there. Like for us, we need to go 
KKH. I need to travel to uh, sports uh, SSI and I can't claim my petrol. That's the most important part. <laughs> eh, so like PSB, I can just park there, just pay for my cash card. Yeah, I need to go there, go here. But okay, I still thank them for giving giving me this opportunity to study there. But for those who are, I think for those who are trying to continue their studies, I mean, find a find a suitable environment uh, for you as a student. Uh, yeah, so that you feel motivated. Yeah, because as for myself, uh, for the last two semesters, I really feel that I just go with the flow. Yeah, because... Uh, there's no proper tables and chairs. There's no proper uh whiteboard. Yeah, you see, they even ask me. I mean, nothing against them, ah. Huh? It's just that this one, my my, I mean, my preference. Ah, huh? maybe some people is okay. They let me use the table, the chair that have a table with my size. <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst thing that happened. Yeah, and when I pull a table, a proper table, they are angry with me. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they scold me. So I was like, I pay so much. I mean, like, I want to be at my own comfort to, to study. So my parents know about this, but my parents told me that, okay, just finish it off. Yeah, then we uh, we see how it goes from there. So yeah. is it because of all your injuries that you managed to become a sports trainer? Or like- yeah, so uh, for sports trainer, basically, I I took only sports massage, uh, massage, eh? sport massage at first. So, <laughs> Kak Fiza, Kak Fiza helped me. <laughs> Kak Fiza told me, uh, I mean, Faizu and Kak Fiza told me to get, uh, to take this sports massage. So, help them with uh, sports events. Basically, uh, I met Kak Fiza and Faizu from FAS. They told me that, uh, how about you learn sports massage? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, to help them out with uh, sports events like Puma Night Run and stuff. So, after I got this uh, sports massage skills, mm. So they told me that, uh, I mean, I texted them. I said that I can't be only waiting for sports event. Mm. So Kafiza recommended me to, at first, uh, Home United, that uh, depth of time, to help out with uh, recovery. Mm. So I helped out, I helped out. So I was, I felt, I really like this uh, because I can't play professionally anymore. So hel- at least help these professional players to get back 100% to, I mean, 100% in the field. So I feel like, I uh, feel satisfied yeah, when they can perform, they, they score goals. Yeah, so that's when uh, I started with Home Writer. Then I went for the course in Australia with Fazli. Mm. So I came back, I told that this is what I want, I want to do. So I want to do, so uh, now currently in LCS, they offered me sports scientist. Mm. So yeah, it's a new thing, but I think I need to learn more. Lah. I mean, we cannot stop learning it, you see. Okay, this visa is a physio. Yeah. He's at the physio. And you're, yourself, you're a sports trainer. So how different is it like in terms of... Okay, even... So before as, that, can I just ask, you were playing Sepak Takro. Yeah. How did that connection with FAS come about? Okay, so basically, uh, my when I was taking my diploma, Faizul was my teacher. Ah, okay. Yeah, oh. so Faizul told me to uh, take this course, then help out with uh, their sports event. Then the, that's where when I know Kak Fiza. So I texted them because I always known Kafiza. I mean, who doesn't know Kafiza? Who the only yeah. lady running inside the field? <laughs> yeah. So that's where uh, I always text her to ask for opportunities. I'm, I mean, I'm thankful that uh, she helped me a lot. Uh. And your current role now as a sports trainer, what is that like? Okay. So currently, uh, I mean, I myself confused as sports trainer and physio <laughs> at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People was like, uh, "You are the physio." I was like, "Yes or not?" 
uh, I mean, yes or no? So, because physio is where, okay, so sport trainer is where you suspect this injury or the first person who who see what happened to the players. So, physio is the one who proposed the injury to the doctor because even physio also can't diagnose. So, when they propose a the doctor, doc, uh, doctor diagnose. So, when doctor diagnose, it back to the phys- uh, physio for treatment. So, sport trainer is to follow up like uh, normal treatment like a massage, maybe cupping, uh, dry needling. If, I mean, if they have this sec- uh, set of skills uh, to take care of these players to report to the physio. So, the physio will propose to the doctor like, okay, this is the, the injury that they are having. I propose, uh, is it a correct thing? So, they diagnose. Yeah, so we need to know the difference between sports trainer and physio because I don't think physio so don't like to be compared as sports trainer. So sports yeah. trainer is more to injuries or? Yeah, I mean both uh, injuries. So sports trainer is the one uh, usually help the physio. Okay, so assist okay. the physio in terms of uh, whatever the physio wants, the data. Okay, so how the injury happened. So uh, maybe like taping. So the physio won't do this uh, groundwork. I mean, the the groundwork is usually do from uh, the sports trainer did this job, mm-hmm. so the physio is where uh, the as a super, supervisor to see if we are doing correctly, uh, is it the right uh, recovery technique that we are doing for these players, yeah. So physio is where they use this all the machine yeah to to do treatment to the players. So when you said recovery techniques and you mentioned cupping and dry needling, what are Okay, the cupping we know is become lah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in in, yeah. A, in a sports trainer, uh, for in a, in your discipline, what is cupping and what is dry needling? It is interesting actually. So basically, TCM physiotherapist, chiropractor, they all don't agree with if if each other. <laughs> I do not know why. Okay, so but as for me, as for myself, I mean, other people got their own belief. Right? As mm. for myself, uh, anything that helps to enhance the recovery of players. I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. Maybe this players is okay with this kind of treatment. This player is not. Yeah, so like, dry needling is basically, people, uh, they say, they call it acupuncture. Yeah, so it's a different, uh, I mean, it's a Chinese medicine thing, but uh, I, I mean, research uh, shows that it's also helped to enhance recovery. So even cupping helps to release muscle tightness. Yeah, so different type of cupping, maybe wet cupping, the bekam darah, people say. Yeah, so bekam where you, also. Where you make a make a few holes and then you do the cupping. Yeah, yeah. Right, so bekam darah. I mean, Chinese also did the same thing. So some of the players we sent to this TCM in Amokyo. So if they also did this bekam darah, they do this dry kneeling, and it helps the player. So to me, there's there's nothing wrong lah. But usually, if they go to doctor, doctor recommend for surgery. So like even for okay, for example, my sleep disc. They told, I go doctor, doctor asked me to operate. Operate, then rehab. So, actually, Cairo can, chiropractor can help me to to release the impeachment of nerve. But, yeah. So, which one is good? It's up to the person, uh, to the players or the people who are having the injury. Yeah. Mariam, what about yourself? When you were an athlete, did you um, go through this um, so-called weird recovery techniques? Uh, I wouldn't call it weird. I think it's been around for quite some time. So my uh, when I had a low back injury, I went to see Dr. Komek, who was the then the uh, sports physician for SSI. And uh, he did dry needling on myself as well. 
again, I also saw physiotherapists and they had a few machines to help with my um, back injury, manage my back injury. I think to also um, uh, add on to what Dan has mentioned about these techniques, there are, in terms of, because I come from a, as the academic perspective, right? Uh, there are mixed, fi- mixed findings about whether or not the technique works. So sub- in terms of subjective experience, maybe the athletes do feel better after they perform, you know, cupping, dry needling, and perhaps that feeling of, uh, of feeling better can help them psychologically. In terms of objective assessments, whether they actually improve, uh, whether the injury actually um, got better, it's still conflicting. I mean, there are conflicting findings as to say whether or not this particular technique works and whether or not it doesn't work. And at the end of the day, um, if the athlete is not causing any pain that actually is going to affect quality of life through that techniques, then, yeah, I mean, there's no objection towards this. From an yeah. academic point of view, is it uh, more of a, is it is it a legit recovery technique or is it just like, maybe this thing is just a placebo effect for for the players, for the athlete? Um, so, yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, right, it could be because it's a placebo effect. Like, say, mm. they did this and therefore they feel better about it. But actually, whether or not it actually works, it's still debatable. Mm. In terms of science, scientific findings, it's still conflicting. There are conflicting findings about it. Um, but, again, if they, the, the, the athletes feel better about it psychologically, mentally, um, and that helps them to get through the day without having to think about their their pain, mm. then I suppose that's okay for the time being for short term. Yeah, long term, of course, it requires a more rigorous uh, process in terms of mm. rehabilitation uh, technique. So for yeah. you, did you go through any um, surgeries to to correct no. your your no. low back pain? No, no. So I went through. Uh, I went to. I did my X ray. I can't remember if I did MRI, uh, but. But they say that initially my my coach suspected that it was a slip disc, but through the the results, it showed that there was no slip disc. So it could be due to probably muscle um, tightness. Mm-hmm. So we tried to um, do ways to release that area. Yeah. So for then you you mentioned when your for your slip disc. Yeah. What which technique did they? So I I did not know that was a slip disc at first because. Mm. I was in Korea at that time. I after the game against China, I felt so at uh, that night. I can't even. I mean, when I walk, I need to squat, squat down. It's not a pain like a uh, a blue black pain or sharp pain. It's just a pain that you feel like very tight and it's, a, it's just a, yeah, it's just pulling from your back till your calf. You see, it's just oh. pulling everywhere. So when you squat down, it release. So when you stand, it's just pull all the way. So when I reach Singapore. I, wa- I need to bend all the way and walk. So I was like, I went to SSI at that point of time because I am uh, I carded everything. So they, they sent me to doctor. They told me it's just a strain. So one month I was, I mean, I can't walk. So I mean, can walk, but it's in pain. So I need to use wheelchair. Even go holiday, I still go wheelchair. So, still go, eh? Yeah, still <laughs> go. I mean, like, yeah, my family <laughs> loves to go holiday. So it's still, uh, I mean, in wheelchair <laughs> and... I try to find what kind of techniques uh, that can help me. Even massage, it can't, I mean, when you massage, it's still, I mean, it's become more painful is because the bone is pinching on the nerve. Yeah, you see. So, I was like, uh, I read this newspaper article is about chiropractor. Chiropractor. So, it's just, uh, I mean, it's new that time in Singapore. Mm. So, uh, I tried 
So I paid 150 for this one session. This session just asked me to lie down on one bed. It's called traction. They just put one belt on my lower body and they just pull for 30 minutes. Then I was like, I paying 150 session for this kind of treatment. <laughs> sure, so what? Sure. 150, no. And I must go almost every day because I really cannot take it the pain already. But after that treatment, well, I feel better you know, because uh, after they they use the traction, they align my spine. So, I straight away can tiptoe already because my left leg I can't tiptoe uh, at all because they, the doctor said that my nerve is damaged so I was like really scared because they said uh, CBDs can cause uh, what they say uh, can cause paralyzing mm. so I was like it cannot be uh. so I don't want to go for operation the doctor said 50-50 paralyzed so I was like okay I try chiropractor so this lah like, 150 I go for 3 times 450 3 days so for 3 uh, days I say I told my mom donate lah so expensive mm. but The effect after that, one week, one week plus, I straight away, I can walk, I can slowly start to tiptoe. And I was like, hey, this thing works on me. Mm. So I was like, okay. So after one year, I mean, I start playing again. I mean, I don't go for checkup or any rehab or any scan anymore. So I started to feel this impingement again. I started to feel this impingement again. So I tried straight away go to this chiropractor before it get worse. Like I can't walk. And it gets better until now. I think until today. I mean, last year I get it, but until today, there's no more. I mean, it's uncomfortable feeling. Sometimes it's like when you stand too long, you feel like something uh, pinching, but it's not worse. Uh. So basically, to me, like what Mariam said, that at the end already, you need a proper process. You go for a doctor, doctor scan again, go for surgery, then rehab. That's where, I mean, it's a proper thing to do, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, we we scared to go operations. <laughs> Actually, when you said traction, right? I also had the same thing when I had lower back pain. So, but I, the physiotherapist did that, and actually, it helped. Yeah, it helped. Yeah, it helped. <laughs> even when you lie down, you just put your leg 90 degree. Yeah, and then it, it helps a lot. Pull. Yeah, in uh, SSI, I was like, luckily this one's free. There's no, I cannot 150. I was like, wow, this one free, okay ah. But it it came again, you see, it came again then. Uh, okay lah, you can again SSI free, do again lah, 90 degree, just lie down lah, then you pay 150 for one session. Speaking about injuries, uh, largely due to the con- congested fixture list, we have been seeing a lot of injuries mounting in the football world, uh, especially with SPL last year, uh, return and, you know, a lot of injuries kept happening. Can you explain to us the science behind this and why all this happens? So, basically, like, uh, last year, I mean, it's back-to-back game. Uh, so, yep. it's overuse of muscle. Uh, it's muscle injuries. But, my, I told my coach, I mean, luckily, my, I mean, I got a coach that trusts my, the process, recovery process that I'm, I make, I mean, I mean, I plan for the players. And luckily, our preseason was very good at uh, last year. We went to, we went to Jakarta to fight against Persija. We went uh, to JDT. I mean, good, good teams we played. So, but before that, what I did was, I mean, until now, I believe that sprint cycle is the best aerobic training and prevent injury. You see, mm. because I mean, in current, I mean, uh, previously, oh, I mean, uh, last time, all coaches like, okay, why if you want your aerobic base to be to be strong, uh, run, 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 run until tomorrow, run, run, run. You run until tomorrow, <laughs> until you cannot run, you also run. <laughs> so, I told Coach No, Coach No Ali and He believed in this. I mean, he gave me the trust. He said, I told Coach No that because that time, uh, last year, I have Nizam. The w- people known him as injury prone. So, mm. I want to prove people wrong, you see. So, uh, I told Coach No that let's 
uh, do uh, spring cycle. We don't do runs. Runs is only afternoon when they got double session. Afternoon they they do. I mean they runs uh, when they are playing football training, uh, ball training. So what I did was interval sprints, like 30 seconds with resistance, then 15 uh, 15 seconds uh, easy. So injury T, there's no cramps. I was like, I didn't realize at, at first. Against injury T, no cramps. Against Langgo, no cramps. I was like, eh. Then again, Persija also no cramp. I was like, eh, like. I mean, this is good. This is good. So after that, we start the first game. We won. Then we COVID, hmm. COVID. But uh, in Gelang, COVID, not COVID. We still train. Okay, yeah, we still train every day. Yeah, every day. So Coach Not uh, told me that what we need to. Uh, I mean, what's the plan for these players? So I told Coach Not that uh, we need to do these interval runs. That uh, that. Because they still have that aerobic aerobic base, how to maintain? So I told him that we need to do this, ah, uh, football related runs. It's like okay, so maybe ah, uh, 15, 15 seconds of walk, 30 seconds of jog, 30 seconds of stride, fifteen seconds of sprint. So it concludes. So you do it around ten set. It's only considered as as one round. So they're gonna do four set, uh, four rounds. So during COVID, we did that. We did Tabata. We did ah uh, strengthening, and Until the end of the, I mean, when the league starts again, uh, I mean, there's no major injuries. Last year, there's no major injuries. I mean, normal knocks, normal sprain is okay. I mean, normal, but like ACL tear of muscle, nothing. I mean, yeah. So because uh, every like okay, so uh, maybe the game is on Friday. So. Monday I'll call three. I mean I call another masseu to help me. So every day I ask them to come for treatment, like massage or anything that they want to release them before training. Release before training. So uh, before one day before game or two days before game, I will ask coach like uh, what's his uh, first level? Who is his first eleven? So I plan more like okay, uh, this player tomorrow because some players don't like to massage before game, so they massage the day before. Yeah, so some people don't like go deep before, uh, game day. Yeah, so we need to know, we need to understand these players. See? Yeah, so that's the sports trainer role mm. to update to the physio. Is it like just now? Is it? So like last year, the, what, that, that's what I plan. So, uh, ice bath is a must for every players. Uh, massage is a must. I mean, I give them certain. I, I every day I put three slots, must put their their name in to prevent these injuries to happen. Yeah, so I was. I mean, when I come to Sailors, that's what that's my target lah. That there's no. I mean, normal injuries okay, but no major injuries. Mm. Yeah. When it comes to major injuries, ACL is one of them. Yeah. It it's it's so it's so talked about that. Um, why does this happen? Why does why do we see top players getting ACL injuries? Why do we see weekend warriors getting ACL injuries? Mariam, why do ACL injuries happen? Is it down to luck? No, it's definitely not down to luck. So okay, so um, ACL injuries can be categorized into two: either contact in, uh, ACL injury or non-contact ACL injury. So contact ACL injury basically you got tackled, and then you you got the tear in the ACL ligament. The non-contact ACL injury is the one that's more common actually, as compared to the contact. And non-contact ACL injury could be due to many factors. Could be due to a sudden deceleration. It could be due to poor landing. It could be due to which is um, sudden change uh, of direction. Yeah, correct. Which it can also be due to um, uh, improper sudden deceleration, not acceleration. 
both. Okay. Yes, deceleration, right. deceleration, acceleration, uh, poor landing, and also due to uh, pivoting while the foot is firmly planted. So the last one is quite common in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we look at um, injuries, and we have say football fans, you know, um, condemning the the coaches saying that why is it that your players getting injured? I think they first need to understand how did injury occur. If it's contact, football is a contact sport. That is inevitable. So you can't blame the coach or the sports trainer for that matter. But if it's non-contact uh, injury then and it's occurring, uh, then the question is whether it's occurring during competition or is it occurring during training? And if it's happening a lot during training, um, then the coach has to reconsider other ways for in terms of training methods because for example when we look at um uh Jurgen Klopp when he first started yeah. joining Liverpool they are, the players had a lot of soft tissue injuries at the very beginning when he first joined um and a lot of the fans started questioning him like his training methods is it the right way so if in that uh in for that case then yes you have to try and um relook how you are implementing the training program because probably they, there's lack of recovery. There's multiple factors. Could be lack of recovery. Could be that training was too intense. Um, could be due to the ground. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's just so many factors that could lead to a non-ACL. So overloading is a factor that can can contribute to ACL injuries? Overloading is important for the joint to get used to the load. But if it's, there's a sudden overload and the joint is not used to that overload, then yes, there is the, um, the higher ten- uh, there's a risk of getting injured. So because you have to remember that when um, in, in terms when you walk, when you run, when you jump, there is uh, what we call, I, w- I don't want to get so too technical, but uh, in terms of the biomechan- biomechanical term, there is ground reaction force that's going through the person's body from the foot, from the ankle, from the knee to the hip. The hip joints, the ones that are taking most of the upper body load, while the um the knee, the ankle, and the foot are taking most of the absorbing a lot of the forces that are coming from the ground. So if any of these joints are not synergistically um aligned, that's when injury starts to happen, because one part of the joint is receiving more load than the other, and and yeah, that's where you get um strain, um and depending on the severity of the strain, you can it could lead to a tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there are some players right that wouldn't want to sit sit out the next game even though they are injured or like have some kind of injuries. Then how do you manage these players? Like how do you what do you how do you tell them that you, you know I know you can run and all that, but you know you can't really play for ninety minutes and all that. How how do you okay, approach so that? So basically, this is what happens with Yuki, the captain of Geylang last year, the last game. So he got this hamstring injury for the last two games. The the, the final two games he got this hamstring injury so he went to acupuncture he went to everything that he we can to enhance the recovery so the last game he the, the, the day before he told the coach that he can't play so he tried to take acoxia you see acoxia is like a magic for all players so huh? he wanted to, he was he playing wanted to play. yeah. but he, he can't he was play. training yeah. he was training all the way so but light training no sprints nothing he just you see he because he wants to play it's the last game of the season and it's the game that determines Gelang to go AFC you see yeah so he has a captain, he wants to play. So, the next day, uh, he took Akoxia. So, he took Akoxia, he came with the players report at 4, 5, 5.30. 4.30, sorry. 4.30. So, he came down earlier, one one hour earlier. Coach no to, uh, told me that, then do certain testing that, then let him decide. Okay. So, 
we did certain testing, sprinting. Then he told me that he don't feel any pain. He wants to play, but he don't want to risk the team. You see, so I told him that okay, we check, well, we we check with the match com if if let's say during warm up, if he feels any pain, is it okay? Uh, I mean, if he he was substituted out, is it the considered as one sub or not? Yeah. So and he I mean he lasted for 90 minutes. Uh. So what I told the players is always that. Uh, have faith in I mean have trust in me lah. I mean I don't want them to get this major injury if you cannot means cannot you must try first if I mean some players I mean not some players uh, some people I mean even the one who do not play sports even they have this slightest injury they feel like I don't want to risk it I just want to rest until I fully recovered so uh, this one is my belief again it's not other, I mean there's nothing against it it's just that To me, as long as you feel okay, you think that uh, because you know your body, if you can manage, you can play for at least 45 minutes or 20 minutes. Because sometimes the coach asks me, can he last 45 minutes or not? Can he last 20 minutes? So, I can't answer for players. I I mean, I do not know how much, how, how long he can last. I can't say like he lasts 45 minutes, then he play 10 minutes, he's out. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's basically if you cannot play, means you cannot play. If you can play, How long you can play? Okay, how long? Is it better? First, I'll ask, is it bearable? If bearable, do treatment. If it gets better, can rest a bit, rest for maybe one day of training or light training, then you come back. If you really feel that you can't play, it means you cannot play already. I'm sorry, I really, I need to update because the coach needs to know the number of people in training because they need to plan. Yeah, they really need to plan. So I don't want to, I mean, the coach keep chasing like, uh, who who's injured, who... Who, who can train, who cannot train. So, if you cannot, means cannot. So, I tell the coach that uh, these players cannot. So, I, uh, like, if they are bearable, okay, they train first. They train first. Then if, uh, but I must inform the coach. They uh, they say that they feel dishonest. They, they try first. If they can't, they'll be, I mean, they, I'll take them out from training. Yeah. So, when so, it comes to trust and um, players trusting your methods, you can, you can say whatever you want to them, but, when you're not with them and then they eat all these kinds of food, does it affect their, their performances? Does it affect um, their, um, this, um, how, how, yeah, no, I mean, how to get injuries? Does, does diet play a part? Oh, massively. Um, I think, well, I think they said they got three things. I think sleep, hydrate and food. I think, right? They said this three is the most important thing. I mean, you don't need to do any treatment as long as this three, you really take a look into it then you'll be fine as an athlete. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of studies that look into yeah. these three aspects and there's, yeah, the, the studies have shown that if you have proper sleep, you have proper diet uh, and you have, prop, uh, if you hydrate yourself, you, I'm not saying that you don't get injured, you're putting yourself at lower risk of getting injured. Yeah, and as you know, in Singapore, yeah. <laughs> the, the <laughs> types of food that we have, the diet, it's, it's quite hard for us to stay away from Uh, so it's on how whether or not the athletes actually look after themselves well if they are really interested to become a, a good player then they should know what are the types of food that's good for them if you look at the professional football players in EPL they have yes they have nutritionists but also because they look after their diet 
even if even if they don't have a nutritionist there. So um, that is something that, you know, at the back of mind, they have to think of or, or think about if they really want to excel in their performance. From outside, from the outside looking in, do you think that um, local clubs, local football clubs need to control what players are eating more than, than what it is now? I... Okay, I do not know what has been done within the club to 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 look after their nutrition. But if there isn't any one that's looking after their diet, then uh, I think we can start off with awareness and education. What is the right food? Because sports nutrition, I think that's also one thing to take note of is that sports nutrition and your everyday human nutrition is vastly different. Sports nutrition, we're looking at pre-performance uh, nutrition, during performance nutrition and after uh, performance nutrition, which is the recovery. So the before um Perform, uh, game nutrition is very important. Um, you know the amount of the amount of carbohydrates that you have to eat, the amount of uh, drink uh, fluid that you have to consume, and then within the game itself, you know how many you know in in the football right you, you now I think the new rules that they no longer have the one minute break of water right, so they are given the what half break during the the half time. So how do you manage that? Yeah, so so. Um, then do they have like someone that's looking after the diet? Uh, basically, no. No. Nobody. Uh, yeah. yeah, nobody. Because so, I, then, you see, you so see, then that's the first uh, step. That's the first okay, step. Because this is the, the module that I really dislike because in school also, I just get a just pass for nutrition because I just eat whatever I want. That explains my, my body. Okay. So, we not know what yeah. 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 So for, for football players, this is, a, is, this is their rice bowl. Mm. So at the end of the day, they need to take care of their diet themselves. No, no one else, you see. So, they know that they need to have a proper meal, proper diet. You see, like, Amy, Amy, Amy Reka, he, he don't eat meat for how long already? Two years? He just eat, even uh, if gravy, he just eat vegetables. I, I think fish as well, he don't eat, he, I mean, for two years already. Yeah, he just, but he say that he feels better that way. He feels lighter, so, so you went for a plant-based diet? Yeah, plant-based diet. Yeah, so to me, I was like, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> not yours. <laughs> yeah, not mine. <laughs> so when the players came back after like the COVID break and all that, were you shocked by any chance? Or were, uh, you, were you taken... Yeah, I'm very shocked with Kelong players. All is in very, very good shape. Very good shape. It's not like you come, hey, sure, this player not fit. Hey, this oh. player not fit. Because we, we got this... Uh, we we went for this charity to give charity mm. like, and this uh uh petapes. So all gathered at that point of time. Then the coaches was like waiting for the players, right? All driving, then uh, walking, it's like, shut up, all the players in good shape or what? It's like but we don't want to say to this player because scared like, they they took advantage of it. So it's like hey, these players, like even the senior players like Fridaus Kasma was like, Shut up, this guy, very lean or what? Uh, what he do say during COVID like but cannot I mean every day also they train with us lah in Zoom yeah so like Nizam is different Nizam must eat meat before uh, one day before game so he need to load a lot of meat if not he feel very weak he said so is I mean different preference but his body is still that way yeah so at the end of the day they know their diet I mean they should know what's good what's not good for them yeah I mean we can tell them advice. I mean, I myself can advise them. So, even I don't advise myself lah. Huh? 
So <laughs> I can advise them. But they are the one who decide if they want to do. So what, okay, so what uh, Lion City sailors are planning is that they are bringing in, bringing in one nutritionist from Kutekpot, I think, to give a talk. So we discuss uh, that why not we bring their spouse or their girlfriends, their wife in also to hear about this talk. Yeah, so that they, maybe they can cook maybe curry with uh, coconut or not coconut, uh, with milk maybe. Even though I won't eat lah, must have santan, right? Uh, so actually without santan, also okay lah. My oh, mom really? Yeah, I'm not. So yeah, so at the end of the day, the players know that this is their rice bowl. Mm. So yeah, because I, I mean, I went through this shit diet thing lah because I need to play for Singapore. I cannot be like one tong play inside the court. <laughs> when people see Singaporeans, Singaporeans see why lah. Dapat takro player like one. One big tongue inside the court, correct? Right? <laughs> yeah. So after the injury, then I was like, okay lah. That uh, that explained my marks also in school. <laughs> I, hey, really, I get fifty exactly to for nutrition. <laughs> yeah, I just want to pass because there's a good fat, bad fat, good protein, bad protein. I say, just eat lah. <laughs> just eat. Don't count because no. my yeah because my classmate. Uh, because I got two, two. I mean, got two close classmates. They was like, we go, uh, Haji Kadi. Siapa? We, we, I drive them there. They never eat last year. <laughs> <laughs> they say cannot. Uh, this one fried. Then I say eat the someone uh, and uh, the, maybe the something that is not fried uh. They flip, flip, flip. Uh, never mind. They want to eat. Uh, I just uh, drink water. Siapa? <laughs> then I was like, I would I eat myself. <laughs> Even break, break. They was like. Oh, I cannot gluten free. I cannot eat bread. <laughs> then what you can eat, sir? You didn't eat. I was like, sir, why like this? Uh? But I think it's good, right? Yeah. Because it yeah, shows to me that you are. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you you know. At the end of the day, yeah lah. I mean, it's good lah. But if who can follow, follow lah. I mean, it's good lah. Must follow, must follow. But if God want to take, you must go. You must go. <laughs> <laughs> really, that nutrition I just cannot <laughs> because nutrition. There's I do not know. I mean, this, okay, talk about school. All you need to key in all the food intake at this one software. All the answer is that in that software. So I need to answer this question by all the answers in the software. But most of the question I get is wrong. I also don't know why. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, like I said lah, fat, good fats lah, good protein lah, carbohydrate lah, which one is, what uh, what fiber lah, uh, got a lot lah, got a lot. Then we must calculate the gram lah. See, why the hell you just eat lah, correct lah. <laughs> so uh, then when it comes to injuries, have you, um, have you come across a player who is already injured and then he wants to go do his own recovery and then he go and goes on and Injures himself even more. Good lord! <laughs> Can you tell us one story? <laughs> most is not local players, huh? So most of the I without know, naming names, I just yeah, tell yeah, us. No, no, yeah. no, I also don't want to see names, huh? So <laughs> it's like I mean, a lot, lah. A lot of uh foreigners they thought that I mean, yeah, lah. They are experienced. They they some of them said that uh they are once uh, physiotherapists. Mm. Yeah, so. Uh, when we told them to do certain things, they said that this is not good. This is not good. This this bad. Why must I stretch when I have a uh, when I'm overstrained? When actually I when I ask him to stretch, it's not fully stretch, but just let the muscle and the blood flow again slowly. It's just a uh, mobilize again. 
So facts ah, uh, to me uh, back to facts. So I told told him that, okay, uh, like one of these player, he keep doing his own rehab, own rehab, own training, own diet. Go back to training, injured again, injured again. That was like twice during uh during COVID. He said that he's he's he got some injury, so he said that okay uh. I do my own rehab. Okay. I do, uh, I mean, some, uh, I mean, not this athlete players. Uh. Got one foreigner. I mean, he just trained with us. So, he said that, uh, <coughs> he wants to do his own. So, I was like, okay, go do your, because he do all change of direction, exercises. I was like, he say he's, uh, groin injury, uh, groin injury, how he change of direction, suddenly do some plyometrics exercises. So, I was like, because I like to learn, you see. So, I call Kapiza. Kak, uh, if this kind of injury, uh, can do this kind of exercise. Uh? <laughs> it cannot lah, must rest lah. You must do static uh, exercises, more to call. Uh, this, what it called? Uh, go one exercise, exercises. Uh, it's just all the lateral exercises. I just forget the name. Yeah, all the exercises. Just the static exercises. So, it's like, so I told the players, like, uh, I checked with this Singapore physio, uh, hit physio, that this exercises is good. If you want to listen, you listen. If you don't want to listen, up to you lah. If not, you, you if you go back to training, you back injured. So what he did was okay. He listened, but he don't ask me. He go, I he go and research himself. He did, he did. So I was looking, so I uh, watching uh, how he did. So it's like okay, this is the exercises that he should do. So after that, until the season end, uh, I mean, yeah, no injury for him lah. I mean, thank God lah. Yeah. Maria, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, working with other athletes, have you experienced anything like that? Or even yourself, like when you were an athlete, like you, even though you were injured, did you like I want to I want to go jump today just to see if I if my back can take it or something? Well, you forgot I had a Russian coach, so uh, <laughs> injured or not Russians. injured, you still have to <laughs> train. <laughs> no, so um, of course I think communication with your respective coaches are very uh, it's very important. Um. I think it, because mine was an individual sport, so there was not a lot of, uh, how should I say it? Um, you know, there's naturally coach would want for the, their athletes to come back uh, to training or return to play as soon as possible. But at the end of the day, it's your body. And you have to ask yourself, which is the, the better of the two evils, right? The devils or evils. Um, whether or not you want to compete and then risk of getting um, injured for the rest of your life or you want to take the rest and maybe you, yes, you compete but not as intense or at full 90 minutes, you know, just because just so that to, to appease my, my coach. So yeah, you have to be very, in terms of um, injury, you have to be very honest and frank with your, your physiotherapist, your sports trainer and your coach. Then do you think that players in SG lack that knowledge and do you think it will help their career if they are more informed about recovery? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to implement. Or actually, I'm trying to find, I mean, a place because I do this uh, mobile massage, you see. I mean, I go people's house to do treatment, cupping treatment. I mean... Pachi uh, Guru Ah, uh, pasti urut lah. Rasa. Tapi ni bukan urut special. Dia tak ada special. Eh? Dia tak ada. Dia tak ada special. So it's just a deep tissue massage. massage. So, ah, uh, I mean, a lot of players are like. I mean, there are even some of the Singapore clubs in Nestle that they lack of masu. See, so 
there are some uh, most of the players are willing to pay to people to come to their house to do treatment for them so this what I did I go to people I mean they call me I went to the house to to massage at the end uh, at the same time I try to educate them that uh, you need to know that <laughs> because okay this mentality is all I mean Singaporean mentality is like you play I mean bawah block ni lah you injured you, go, uh, you get better then you play again Yeah, so no, you never go and check. You never la read about how to improve this uh, injury. I mean, how to improve, how to strengthen this uh, injury. Just like so, I told the players that uh, okay. So basically, example like Nizam and Shawal, they are very they got really bad injuries. I mean, uh, they got a lot of injuries. So I told them that whatever happens. You must go for any treatments, any treatments, any source of treatments to just release your soreness. Yeah, so maybe we, when you walk, then you uh, see like you got time, you uh, see this uh, reflexology place. I mean, a proper one, uh, not the fake one. Uh. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> not not the yeah, not the not the red light one. Uh. So just to do. Uh, just uh, just release you just walk just release yeah whatever where you just any, anything lah TCM or whatever you think that you got time you want to do just do because you need your body uh, so you need to know your body because your body can't take overloading of training yeah so maybe if you need it every day because some some uh, some studies say that if you massage every day it's not good for your for your body so like yourself maybe Uh, one week twice for your own self. Maybe you just do a release like a uh, full reflex uh, reflexology. So maybe if you need a deep one, you can go to me. Uh, so just to maintain, you see. When you're tired, you maintain. Ma- you're tired, maintain. I think what happens also what I commonly see in athletes is that once they're injured and then they do a certain treatment and it's And and they don't feel any more any more pain. They stop the rehabilitation yeah, true, process true, entirely yeah, when it should actually continue, yeah, continue because yep. there are different phases. You see, there's the impairment phase. There is one that's more sport specific uh, exercises, and then that's the one that's written to play. So a lot of them stop at the impairment phase after they have um you know one treatment works, and then they stop. Uh, doing exercises that help them to return back to the intensity that they were previously playing at before their injury. So that's when uh uh re-injury uh reoccurrence of injury happen. Like for and and you know we we also see that quite common in very professional players in uh, all over the world like uh, Joe Gomez. Mm. He's been injured for I don't know how many seasons from his ankle from his Looks uh, like you're a Liverpool supporter. Uh, <laughs> I am I am I have to say that okay, first of all reckon, I am a Liverpool supporter okay Sorry, uh, and to, to knee injury but I, it's because especially when it's, you're playing at that level it's so intense and you don't have enough uh, you don't perform your rehabilitation exercises you would definitely get injured again. So it's not just um uh ensuring that you that you you restore the uh limb that was affected or the joints that were affected there are also three other there i would say there are three other things that you should also consider after hearing what dan said firstly and something that also lot, not a lot of people uh consider is the psychological barrier upon returning uh, or after getting an injury and when i i was reading a, uh, an article about this and it said that 35 Uh, percent of athletes that get ACL injury, half of those athletes will never return back to their playing because they just 
too, uh, too worried about you know playing at high the same intensity because of worry of getting injured. The another uh, another thing that you, another goal um, uh, as part of rehabilitation as well is that um, the to ensure that you don't get um, the same injury happening again and to prevent osteoarthritis because the way in which the the, the these joints these tissues are healed. In long term, because you don't see it now. In in twenty years time, when you're probably 50s, 60s, that's when you start feeling. Oh, you know what? I'm starting to feel uh, soreness or pain in this particular joint. It's be- probably likely due to the injury that they had like 30 years back. And the last one is to ensure that they are able to maximize their quality of life. So whatever injury that you have, if you think of it short term, yes, I'm not feeling pain, but after, in, like I said, in 30 years' time, you're going to feel the pain because you're not doing your proper uh, rehabilitation exercises. Then, you know, you don't want to have the short-term gratification. You want to also turn the long-term process. How how that's going to affect you 50 years or 20 years down the line. That's what uh, Lion City is doing. I mean, I'm still learning, you see. Because uh, usually what I know is people get injured, treatment, back to play. Mm. Yeah, so what sailors is doing is injured, go treatment, go check, they must go rehab with the fitness coach, then back to training. They got this testing, back to uh, field testing. That's like, yeah, the best this, yeah, this is a new test. thing that I'm learning. La. So I was like, oh, this is good actually. But a lot of players don't like because the the route is far. You see? They want to straight away back to the training. Yeah, they because do, they want to be, yeah. because naturally as an athlete and as a coach as well, you do want the players to go back to, to playing. But again, it's... It's for their own good, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, short term, yes, it's fine. But then in the long run, that's when you're going to suffer. And and um, it studies have shown that those athletes that got ACL reconstruction, there is the chance, uh, a chance of between 2% to about, I think it was 35%, if I remember correctly from this particular study, of get of rupturing the same um, ligament within five years because of improper rehabilitation. All right. Um, thanks for your insight. Thanks for sharing, um, Mariam. Then thanks for coming. My I pleasure. really love the, the conversation. I, I wish we could have gone longer, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Knowledge Partner Edith Cohen University and powered by PSB Academy. ECU Sports Science Program is internationally recognized and PSB Academy is the only approved higher education institute partner. As we mentioned earlier on, the PSB Academy Virtual Open House will be held on 27th of March. With your N and O level certifications, you can complete your degree within four years. And if you are a polytechnic graduate, you will be able to get exemption directly to year two and complete your degree in just 16 months. Go on to openhouse.psb-academy.edu.sg slash March 2021 now to get your module exemptions and rebates.